How's it going, Little Rock? How's it going, Little Rock? Yeah. How many of you guys are ready to praise Jesus tonight? Yeah. Yeah. That's why the reason why we're here. Jesus is in the house tonight. Yeah. How many of you guys are ready to raise a little hell? Little hell raisers in here tonight. So, Little Rock, what were you born to do? What were you born to do? What were you born to do? So, Little Rock, are you ready to raise some hell? Whoa! Yeah! Yeah! Man, raise hell as an R-A-Z-E to destroy, to demolish, to level to the ground. Everything that Satan has. But we're going to R-A-I-S-E raise Jesus tonight. Because when Jesus is on top, we're on top with him. When he's on top, that means the devil's under our feet. When he's on top, that means I don't have to listen to what the devil is telling me. The lies that he's telling me. Because I can't hear them through my foot. I don't have an ear in my foot. I'm not listening to what the devil's saying anymore because my Jesus reigns. No demon in hell, no sickness, no disease, nothing is stronger than my Jesus. Jesus is the reason why we're here. Jesus is the reason why we're all still living. The reason why we're still breathing. Because my Jesus is a Jesus of second chances. My Jesus doesn't look as like, oh, you messed up. No more. No. Because everyone in the Bible messed up. Jesus uses the messed up. Because that's the ones the world never thinks can do anything. Jesus takes the ones who's like has so many problems, the world looks like that'll never be a leader. That can never be a CEO. That can never be a prayer warrior. That can never be an apostle. That can never be a preacher because of what he's done. No, that's the one where Jesus looks is like, devil, shut up. Because look at what I can do. Look at what Jesus can do in us. Because tonight, Jesus is still in heaven. And God's still on the throne. 2,000 years, he's still on the throne. That means my Jesus is not giving up the title that much. My Jesus is still a champion. Jesus is still a champion tonight. How many of you guys are ready to see Jesus do something in your lives? How many of you guys are ready to see Jesus show up tonight? Well, you're in the right place. Because Jesus is already here. Jesus is already here. And he's ready to see people changed. He didn't come just to sit on the back pew. He didn't come just to not be seen. No, Jesus came to show up, to show out. My Jesus is ready to see someone get their life back together. My Jesus is ready to see you on top with him. No longer underneath the devil's foot. 
My Jesus and our Jesus is here to lift us up. And we are here to lift up the name of Jesus because there is no other name like the name of Jesus. The name of names, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the only name that makes demons flee. My Jesus is the one we come to worship. My Jesus is here and I am ready for a great night. Are you guys ready for something great? Are you ready to experience Jesus tonight? Yeah! Yeah! You got anything? No? (laughs) Man, I didn't know. That's kind of what Jesus just threw me into. Man. Man. Yeah. 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 We didn't even talk about it. I just, Jesus told me, he's like, here, just start going. I'm like, I have no clue if he had anything to say or not. Man, man, Jesus is good. How much has Jesus done for you today? Can you live? It's like every day that we live, we just look, and it's like, what can my Jesus do today? What can Jesus, God Almighty, do for me today? Because it's when we're not looking when he gives us the biggest blessing. It's not when we're expecting it, when Jesus looks and is like, I feel like you need this little boost. Jesus, the Bible, is kind of like an energy drink. It's like so many people talk about it. It's like, man, I need some energy. I'm not, I don't have enough energy to go through the day. Just pop open a monster, a venom, a Red Bull. Man, this right here is a spiritual energy drink. If you feel down and you feel like you're just down there on the ground and you're like, man, I just need something. I need something to give me a little boost. Jesus is the best pick-me-up. Jesus is the one is like, hey, I'll give you a little boost. But there should be a warning label on it because sometimes it lasts longer than what we should think. Because sometimes we take it and we're like, hey, I just need it just a little bit. Get me through the next hour of church. Just get me through the next hour of service right now. He's like, no, no, you didn't read the warning label because sometimes after an hour, it's just getting ready to kick in. Man, my grandfather was an old time um, holy roller uh, Pentecostal preacher. I remember him always talking about the tent revivals. The revivals in church, Brownsville, the Azusa Street outpouring. Man, where they just went on for days after days after days. And the reason why they were there was just because of Jesus. That was the only reason. My pastor went to Brownsville Revival back in 95 in Florida. And when he showed up at 6 o'clock that morning, there was a line down the road and a couple blocks over, and the service didn't start and the doors didn't open until 4 o'clock that night. And that was just for people who wanted to hear Jesus. I had a couple years ago, my senior year, we had a church in Russellville, just took 
guy, Dwayne Miller, down from El Dorado, came up and started preaching. Supposed to be one week long revival, just every single night. Lasted four and a half months, every night preaching. And that was the biggest thing I experienced with Jesus. Because you had so many people showing up just wanting a little bit more. Just trying to figure out why would so many people want to go to a church? Why would so many people want to go hear about Jesus? Because the world doesn't understand what it is. They don't understand who he is. But sometimes when it hits you, when you feel Jesus, it's going to be the best feeling you've ever had. It will be the best high you've ever had. Because it's the thing that when you think that you're at the bottom, you've given up. It's like, Lord, I've got nowhere else to go. And he's like, no, you got everywhere to go because you're at the bottom now. The only way up is Jesus. The only way up is Jesus. It's when the demons of hell, when Satan, everything of your life surrounds you and you look as like, God, I don't know if I can take it anymore. And you just kind of bundle up in the corner and you're like, God, I, make it stop. When it feels like we're surrounded by everything in life, remember that you're actually surrounded by Jesus. Even though you might see the world and everything of finances, family, job, insecurities, problems, everything surrounding you, remember that what around you, that Jesus has given angels authority to watch over you. That means that he is protecting us. So when we think that we're like, I'm losing the fight, I'm losing the battle, and we're just covering down, Jesus looks and is like, now remember, you've got a secret weapon. You've got a secret weapon. Because when you pray the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bound. That means everything that's around you no longer has any power over you. When you think about it and you start getting sick, remember that that sickness is not greater than the name of Jesus. When you start worrying about your family and you start worrying about your marriage, your kids, remember they're covered by Jesus. That problem in the family is not greater than the name of Jesus. If you've got a family member who has arthritis, cancer, leukemia, remember, those all have names. And at the name of Jesus, they're going to bow. That means they're not stronger than Jesus. So many times we look and we just see the physical. And we keep wondering, it's like, God, when are you going to show up? And all he's saying is like, all you got to do is say the name. What name, Jesus? What other name do you think? The name of Jesus. We forget that so many times. So many times we think about prayer and we just think about it as something that we do all the time. 
It's like when we pray for our food, it's like, Lord, bless this food. Make it in the church just under my body. Lord, I thank you for the great day. Amen. And we just kind of go through these little things. We're just repetitive. It's the same thing when we wake up in the morning. Lord, thank you for blessing me with another day. Lord, just help me. Keep me protected. Those are great prayers, but those are the safe prayers that we do. We're just praying them out of routine. They're not really real. I mean, God's hearing them. But when you think about it, are you praying with your spirit? Are you really pouring your heart into what you're praying? What are you talking to God about? Are you really pouring your spirit into it? Because I just told you on how powerful the name is. I just told you on how powerful the name of Jesus is. And when we pray it, every demon has to bow. Why is it that sometimes we don't feel like it's anything? We just say the name of Jesus like it's just another name. It's not another name. That is the name above all other names. But so many times we're like, in Jesus' name we pray. There's no power behind it. There's no power behind it. Basically, when we're praying a prayer like that, we're just saying it, it's basically like an unloaded gun. It might look like a gun, but it's not going to help you in any situation. It might look like a gun, but when you really need it to fire, it's not going to fire. It might look like a car, but if there's no engine in it, it's not a car. Because when you need it to go, it's not going to go. It might look like a prayer, but if it's not have feeling and meaning and your heart in it, then what is it? It's just words. It's just words. It's nothing else. Why do we handle the name of Jesus? Why do we handle what we pray in just so small fashion? Why do we not actually think about what we're doing? Because when you pray, all heaven stops. All angels stop. God stops them and is like, hey, my child is praying. Let's hear what they have to say. And if you're hearing just the same thing, just same routine, it's just words. God is not shocked by anything that we do, but sometimes he wants some excitement. If I was just to come up here and just talk to you guys monotone the entire time, just a very monotone that the name of Jesus has all power over every demon in hell, just a very monotone, there's no excitement, there's no power in any of the words, every word comes out the same exact way, would you guys be as excited as you were just a couple minutes ago? Because when I, when I was saying it, when God was speaking through me, there was power behind the words. That there was power behind it. It wasn't just words coming out. It was something that God pours in his spirit and he just lets it go. That our God, Hebrews 12, 29, our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. 
That means he's just not a little tea light that you put on the side. He's just not a one-time match. My God is a consuming fire. That means when he, his spirit goes out, it touches everything in its way. What do you think a revival is? A revival was when one thing, just a small little tent revival, and it started just a little fire. And then all of a sudden, more people show up and they get the fire also. It catches them. And then it just goes wild. It just goes wild. It's uncontrollable. That's what they used to call a revival. It was uncontrollable because you never knew how long it was going to last. You never knew when it was going to get over. How many of you guys have ever gone to a church service and just wondered, it's like, man, we've been here for four hours. When is this service going to be over? Oh, especially down here in the south. That's all the place. You, get, you go into church, grandparents take you to church, and you're like, man, I kind of wish I was like Billy over there. He was a Catholic. 30-minute service, they're out. We always thought about that. It's like, God, do you not see the time? Do you not see what time it is? He's like, yeah, do you see what time it is? Because look at everyone else around you. No one else is looking at their watch. Because when Jesus shows up, do you really want to walk out before he finishes? Because Jesus, I guess you could kind of say he's kind of like a musician. The band comes up. Why would you walk out halfway through the thing? And at the very end, they have the encore of their best number one song. Why do we sometimes look as like, God, I've got places to go. I've got things to do. We don't have enough feeling in what we're doing. We're not feeling Jesus in everything that we're doing. We're just kind of going through the motions. Because Jesus like, sometimes what we need to do is we just need to take a stop. Forget everything that's going on around us. Just wipe it blank and just think about God. Just think about God. Right now, everything that you've ever thought about, everything that's going on in your mind about your family, about maybe when you're trying to get out of here, even leaving in the next 35 minutes out of service, just wipe everything clean. Just think about Jesus right now. Just think about what God's done for you. Just think about what he's doing in your life. Are you the same man as you were yesterday? Are you the same man you were a month ago? What has God done for you? What has God done in your life? And now think about that. Everything that he's done for you, is it worth just a monotone thank you? Thank you, thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for me. Lord, I could have been dead. Thank you for not letting me be dead. Lord, I still could have been out there. I still could have had a messed up family. Is it really supposed to be monotone? Is it supposed to be just words coming out? Because we're all God's children. He blesses us so many times, but so many times we forget to even thank him. 
Prayer is supposed to be the one-on-one connection that we have with God. At that one point, that is when we're supposed to be intimate with God. That's when we're supposed to look. It's like we take down the walls, the walls that we put up for everyone else to see about us. We just tear down the walls, open up our heart, and just like, God, this is who I am. Lord, I don't deserve what you've done for me. I don't deserve the mercy, the grace. I don't deserve even the second chance that you've given me. Lord, I don't deserve any of that. And I have messed up so many times, Lord. I don't know why you still call me. Call me to be a minister because I mess up so many times. I've told that to God so many times. It's like, why do you still call me? Because look at what I've done. He's like, no, look at what I'm doing in you. And it breaks me. It's just like, God, sometimes I don't give you what you deserve. Because everything that he's done, we can't even repay him in one lifetime for what he's done for our life. You messed up one time in this world, and look where where you guys are at. How many times have we messed up on God? And he still loves us, even though we've done so many wrong. Even though we've messed up, that we've cursed God, that we've said his name in vain, that we took what he was telling us, and we was like, no, I'm not doing that, God. How many times have we pointed at God and said no? Yet he still loves us. Honestly, not one of us should even make heaven if we were going by the world standard. Because how long of a sentence would we have to spend locked up, away from God, if we went by the world standard? And the one time that we have a connection with God, when we're able to pray with Him, and so many times we just bypass it, it's like, oh, I still need to pray. I don't know how many times I've done that. Wake up, start going through, it's like, man, I forgot to pray this morning. Well, Lord, just go something really quick. Is that what God deserves out of us? They always talk about praying so long, praying in church. But if you prayed one hour of just a monotone, just saying words, Lord, I thank you for this, I thank you for this, Lord, and going through all these things, would that be better than just five minutes of saying, it's like opening up your heart, it's like, Lord, I truly thank you. I thank you for what you've done. Because even though I don't deserve it, you're still there by my side. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. Even though I've left your side so many times. That's what you're feeling with power. That's what you're pouring out that those are not just words being spoken, but that's something more. That's coming from your heart. If you guys are married, would you tell your wife just all the time, love you? And never actually put any kind of thought, any kind of emotion in that? Don't feel like you'd be married very long. We are, God, we are the bride of Christ. 
We are, he is our father. He created each and every one of us. But so many times we're basically the rebellious child. It's like, Lord, I really don't want to hear it right now. We go through life and we're just kind of going through the things. It's like, I guess I need to pray. No, that's not what he wants. He wants us to actually, it's like, hey, I want to pray. Lord, this person I know is having problems. Let me just take a minute, a second out of my day just to be able to pray for them. That's what God's been teaching me. And I did that yesterday. I was like, Lord, give me someone who I can reach. Give me someone who I can pray for. Lord, just point out who I need to. And I prayed for one. He gave me two. And at the end of the day, I was like, Lord, thank you. So many times we pray about ourselves. It's like, Lord, protect me. Help me in this. But we're supposed to be a servant of God. Isaiah 6, 8 says, God asks, is like, who shall be my servant? Who shall do what I need to? And it says, and I answered, here I am, Lord. What do you need of me? So many times we pray about ourselves and we're asking God about us that it's not all about us because you're, we're one out of this entire room full. If we only prayed for ourselves and we don't lift up and encourage our brother next to us, what are we doing? We are the body of Christ. That means all of us make up to one body. That means if I hate my brother next to me, how can I say I love Jesus who I cannot see? Because we're all on the same road. Why should I want the person next to me lose track of where God is? It's like, hey, at least I made it though. And God's like, why didn't you share with them? Why didn't you pray for them when they were going through such a hard time? Did you not know when you were going through your divorce that they prayed for you? Oh God, I didn't think about it that way. We need to humble ourselves because it's not all about us. And when God showed me that and he told me that, I thought about it. I was like, man, how many times have I prayed just about me? In a prayer that I said, I didn't pray for anyone else. I just prayed about me, things that's going on in my life. It's like, why can't they pray about them? He's like, because I told you to pray about them. Prayer is such a powerful weapon. It is the most powerful weapon in the world. Not just spiritually, but also physically. Because it says that at the name of Jesus, you can cast out devils. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Those are physical things. You're praying for a physical thing on someone. We're not just praying for, it's like, Lord, help me be a better man. Help me have a more open heart for others. No, he said, heal the sick. That's a sickness. 
That is a powerful weapon. Can you go to a doctor and have, just have the doctor look at it as like, oh, you've got cancer. Go away, cancer. Can a doctor do that? No, they're just like, oh, no, okay, we're, so I'm going to put you on this medication. You're going to go through this um, treatment, this chemo. And Jesus said that you can heal the sick. Why do we not pray for everyone else around us? Why do we not look as like, God, I'm believing right now. I'm standing up. I see that that person's struggling. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm claiming their healing. Isaiah 53, 5. By your stripes, we are healed. It doesn't say that we will be healed. Or that we were healed. We are. That's present tense. You are healed in the name of Jesus. That means whatever sickness is going on right now, I'm breaking the chains off of it in the name of Jesus. Because you should not have to leave the same way you came in. You might not feel it today, but know that the chains are broken. Know that when God says, by my stripes you are healed, he means it. He's just not saying words. He's like, oh, mm, by those stripes I took, you're healed. He didn't say that to us. Why is it when we pray we don't give him the authority? Why do we not even, sometimes we don't even talk to, like, to God like we should. We don't give him the reverence of who he is. We just think of him as someone else. He's the reason why we're all still living. He could kill us in an instant. Old Testament, Lot. He spared Lot's and his family's lives, and he said, do not look back at the city, or you will turn into a pillar of salt. That's what he said. And what happened with his wife? She looked back. Because sometimes we hear God, but we're not thinking about the authority of what's behind God. Because he's the reason why we're still living. He can kill us at any time. He could just walk away from anything in our lives. And he's like, nope, you've done enough. You're on your own. That's how much our that's who he is and sometimes we just kind of brush him off we're the rebellious child really that's what a lot of times we are it's like oh just shut up parents you have no clue what's going on you have no clue anything about my life yeah shut up dad that was back then in the 80s guess what it's different now you have no clue how many of you guys have children have all heard that and so many times we tell God that. Oh, you have no clue what's going on. Really? Do you not know who created the world? Prayer is the most powerful weapon. And sometimes if we don't use it properly, it's kind of like a loaded gun. Because it can go off at any time. Why do you think you don't let a child play with a gun? 
because it's too powerful and they don't know what the true power of that is. How many times do we just kind of play with prayer and not realize how powerful prayer is? We just kind of throw it around, not realizing that sometimes it's not always unloaded. Sometimes what we pray for and we ask God for, he'll give it to us just for us to pray that he takes it away. Lord God, I really, I, I need this new, I need this new Corvette. I need this new 2020 Stingray. We were talking about that on the way up here. Ooh, it looks nice. Man, God, I need this. Only uh, $59,000. I think I can do that. He's like, all right, I'll give it to you. $250 insurance. Um, gas for the thing. Now, of course, you're looking at that car. That's performance. You're not just putting unleaded on that. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. Now I've got an extra 40 cents. Oh, that's not bad, 40 cents per gallon. That adds up. 20-gallon tank. It's like, oh, man, this thing's got speed. Take this thing down to the strip. Start racing it. Yeah. And then finally you start looking at it after a month later, you're like, man, I don't think I can afford this. And God's like, you asked for it. Guess what? Ask and you shall receive. And then when you start praying, it's like, God, maybe that wasn't a wise decision. Sometimes we play with a prayer, not realizing the consequences that it has on our lives. Sometimes we don't know the true power of what it is. From now on, every time you decide that you want to pray, think about what you're saying. Think about what you're asking for. And yeah, it's good to talk about yourself, good to pray and ask for protection for you and your family. But also think about who else you know. Someone else in here. It even says in the Bible, pray for your enemies. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to pray for. That is a very hard one. It's like, man, I have every reason to hate them. Yeah, you do, but pray for them. It's like, Lord, you don't know what they did to me. Yeah, I do. Pray for them. Because you never know that if that prayer was what would change their life. And then when you get to heaven, God's like, they could have been saved because of you. Everything that we do wrong, God does not judge us by that. He still loves us. But a lot of times he's thinking, it's like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I told you better than that. Like, God, well, I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. True repentance is a change of heart. I hear so many people talk about it. It's like, well, I can, I can go to the club tonight and I'll just pray for forgiveness tomorrow morning. To know right and to do not is sin. And then why are you trying 
to accomplish is like, well, I can do this now, I can sin right now, and then later on I can ask for forgiveness. What happens if later on never comes up? I go to the club tonight, start drinking it up, decide to find a girl, decide to go home. I'm already drunk, I'm driving. What if I don't make it past 11 o'clock? Some things to think about. Because prayer is not just a covering to forgive us for sin. It's just not, it's like, Lord, I'm sorry I messed up. So many people just use it as an umbrella to protect them. No, that's not, it's not an umbrella. Like I said, it's a weapon. And if you just, we play around with it, we just keep tossing it around, not thinking anything about what it is, when we really need it, it's not going to be there. If we think about it, it's like, oh man. It's like, just keep tossing around and finally it's like, man, I really need prayer. And then now you just start going through your monotone prayer. You're not thinking about what you're saying. Where's the power at? The name of Jesus cast out every single devil. Don't use the name of Jesus as just a word. As just a name. It's the name above all other names. The name of Jesus is not something just to be said, but something to have meaning behind it, to have some push against it. It's not just something to throw around. The name of Jesus is physical and spiritual. Nothing else in this world is like that. Nothing. You can't use a gun against a demon. It doesn't work. The name of Jesus is what stops every single demon. The name of Jesus is the power that you have. Don't ever forget that when you speak that name, that it's just not a name. It's just not something that you put at the end of the thing. At the prayer, it's not just like in the name of Jesus. No, that's not the only place it's for. You can use it for the front. You can use it for the ending. You can use it anywhere in there. It's versatile because it's a name above all other names. That when you say it, remember that it's at the top of the list. Remember that there is no name that's greater than that. There is no name that's greater than that. The name of Jesus is what we have. It's the ultimate weapon. Remember the next time you pray, just think about it. It's like, God, what have you done for me? God, what have I done? Lord, just wipe everything else away. What do you want me to do? In the name of Jesus, Lord, how can you use me? In the name of Jesus, show me one person I need to pray for today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, just give me someone I can touch, someone I can tell them about you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray for all these sick people that's in here today. That no matter what the problem is, 
it's not greater than Jesus. There's no demon in hell that's greater than Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I don't care what it is. If you're struggling with something, Lord, I just pray it right now. I'm just giving it over to you, Lord. Just show me someone I can pray for. Because it's not all about me. It's not all about me. Not one of us are greater than the other. None of us have messed up more than the others. We're all equal. But God still calls each and every one of us. It's at that point, it's like, God, why would you choose me? And then just like, thank you for choosing me. Because if you didn't choose me, I wouldn't know if you're next to me. If you didn't choose me, I wouldn't even know you existed. If you didn't choose me and ask me to do it, how would I even know you're around me? It's when he asks you and he talks to you and he tells you to do this, remember, the reason why he's doing that is because he's right next to you. He's right next to you. And then that's all you need. All we need in life is Jesus. If we put him first, he'll never let us become less than first. So many times we forget. It's like, God, I wish you'd just stop talking to me. If he stopped talking to me, how would I know he's next to me? If I never heard his words, if I never heard him speak, I would start to ask, it's like, Lord, where did you go? And then at that point, you're on your, your own. You're by yourself. And if you're by yourself, you're never going to make it in this life. If you're by yourself, you'll never be able to win in the fight. A war is not won by one person. We don't just send one person over in war to fight the battle. Except for one. God sent one person to fight a battle. God sent one person, and his name was Jesus, to fight a battle. Without sin, yet he took all sin upon him. And he gave him the name Jesus. He gave him the name Jesus. He told Mary and Joseph that you would call him Emmanuel, Prince of Peace. The Comforter, his name shall be Jesus. Could you imagine if Mary decided not to say, and it's like, no, I'm not giving him that name. We think about that for Mary, but how many times has he told us something to do and we didn't do it? Mary was no one at, in the Bible before that, before Jesus. So many times we think of ourselves as no one. It's like, Lord, it's, I'm no one. What, what of me? You might be the next Mary. Someone that God called. It's like, no, I'm putting this on you. It's like, it's just a name, God. No, it's not just a name. It's not just a name. It is not just another name. It's the name above all other names. He chose that name for a reason. 
It's not just a name. Remember when we pray that it's not just another name. We're not just talking to another guy. We're not just talking to a buddy. No, we can talk to God as a friend because he is a friend. But also remember how much power that friend holds. You might be friends with your boss at work, but remember, when it comes down to it, that boss still has the right to fire you. Just remember, when you're talking to God, he still has a right to fire you if he wanted to. He chooses not to. But remember that he still has that power. He still has that authority. He's just not one of our other friends. He's someone different. And that's the reason why he has the name Jesus. And we don't. The name of Jesus says you can talk to a mountain and says remove yourself and be gone into the sea and it shall be done. That's the power Jesus has. Jesus was able to walk over and just say to the storm, be calm. And still waters. That's the power that name holds. It's not something to just be thrown around with. It's not something just to pray out of repetition. It's not just something to just say. Remember, when you say that name, the words that's around that name, what you're praying for, demons have to bow. Angels have to bow at that name. It's not just another name. I feel like so many times we forget about how to pray. We forget about what it means to pray. Don't ever forget that it's not just a name. Because the name of Jesus is a name above all other names. And it belongs to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That name has power. And you have the authority to use it. No matter what, so many times when you get back down and you get in that thing and everything is around you, remember that when you think you're at the bottom and there's nowhere to go, if you look up and it's like, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. When you look back around, everything that was above and covering you is now bowing at your feet. Because darkness trembles at the name of Jesus. Lives are changed at the name of Jesus. Your sick daughter can be healed at the name of Jesus. Your family member can be saved at the name of Jesus. You can get a job that you should not be able to get at the name of Jesus. You can be the man that God has called you to be at the name of Jesus. You no longer have to be on the ground. You no longer have to have Satan's foot on your neck. Because at the name of Jesus, while he's bowing and you're standing up, why don't you go ahead and roundhouse 
him, knock him to the ground, and put your foot on his neck. And while you're on there, why don't you kind of press down on his esophagus, on his throat, and just like, I'm tired of listening to everything that you've told me. In the name of Jesus, I'm not taking it anymore. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I'm not going to listen to the lies that you tell me. At the name of Jesus, I'm no longer going to be the one on the ground because my Jesus is on top. At the name of Jesus, I'm no longer going to be bound in chains. I'm no longer going to be in prison anymore because at the name of Jesus, even though I might see me in yellow, the chains Satan had on me are no more. The chains of addiction that he had on me are no more. The chains of sickness that he had on me are no more. At the name of Jesus, I am an overcomer. At the name of Jesus, I'm not going to put up with what the world tells me anymore. At the name of Jesus, I'm going to take authority. And I'm not just going to pray because I need to. But I'm going to pray that Jesus shows up because I'm ready to feel the Spirit of God come upon me. I'm ready for the Spirit of God to come upon Little Rock. I'm ready for God to show up, to show out. How many of you guys are ready for Jesus? How many of you guys are ready to see Jesus? Because Jesus is not in the back corner hiding. Jesus is right there next to you. And he's like, it doesn't matter what Satan throws at you. I've got your back. It doesn't matter what Satan says to you. Because remember, you've got a loaded weapon. Remember at the name of Jesus. Remember that secret weapon you had? The secret weapon I gave you? Remember how much power is there. And don't just say it as another name. Remember, that is a name worth shouting. Remember that the name of Jesus is worth shouting. Because the mountain that's in front of you, at the name of Jesus, it can move. The sickness that is bound by your family no longer has to be there. Because at the name of Jesus, it moves. At the name of Jesus, your life can change. At the name of Jesus, you are an overcomer. So many times we forget that that's what we have. That's what Jesus gave to us. That is one of the blessings that he gave to us. When I asked you earlier, what has God done for you? Remember, that's one of the things he did for you. He's like, I'm not, I can't fight every battle. Sometimes you're going to have to fight it. But I'm not going to send you alone into a battle. I'm going to send you with the most powerful weapon that there is that's both physical and spiritual. It says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. This is all I need for a battle. 
And I'll tell you so many times this world keeps trying to shut up Christians. And I feel like they're doing a good job at it. So many times they're like, stop saying the name of Jesus. They don't care if you say God because there's a lot of gods. That can mean many things. They don't care about Buddha. They don't care about it. But when it comes down to the name of Jesus, they try to shut it up because the devil knows where the power is at. So remember the next time you pray. The next time you pray. That it's not just something, just words being thrown out there. Because we're all in a battle. And Satan is to kill, steal, and destroy. But when you have Jesus on your side, you don't have to worry about that. Because I've read the end of the book. It says we win. I've read the beginning of the book. It says we win. I've read the middle of the book and it says we win. Jesus did not say that you're going to be a loser. That you're, you're going to go through all this and finally fail. He's like, no. In Christ, you are more than an overcomer. At the name of Jesus, you are victorious. Go ahead. All right. Are you guys ready to pray then? All right, let's go ahead and stand up. And remember, this is not just a prayer that I'm saying. This is your time to pray as well. Everything I've been talking about was about prayer. Now's your time. When you're ready to declare what Jesus has told you, be able to declare and use the name of Jesus, this is your time. This is just not me saying a prayer. This is you guys praying as well. Because at the name of Jesus, we're going to tear down the walls of hell. Dear Lord, I come to you tonight, Lord. Lord, we come to you tonight in Little Rock, Lord. We are praying all together, Lord. Lord, that it's not just a one-man prayer, Lord, because this is not a one-man battle. Lord, this is all of us, Lord, that we come together in one body of Christ, Lord. Lord, that we are going to be able to take a victory, Lord, take control over our lives, Lord. Lord, that we're not just going to pray about a, just a monotone prayer, Lord. Lord, that has no feeling in it, Lord. Lord, we are going to pray at the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, that lives be changed, Lord. Lord, that no man leaves out of this room as he came in. Lord, because you are still here, Lord, you are not stop working, Lord. Lord, I am claiming it that if there is any kind of sickness in this room tonight, Lord, Lord, we are claiming it at the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, that the devil is going to have to come out, Lord, because sickness does not reside in the name of Jesus. Lord, I am taking control over everything that you have, Lord. 
Lord, we are praying right now, Lord, that there's family problems, Lord. Lord, with their wives, marriages, Lord, even parents and children, Lord. We are claiming it at the name of Jesus that Satan cannot have that family member. At the name of Jesus, that family member is going to be saved. At the name of Jesus, they're going to come to know Christ. Lord, at the name of Jesus, Lord, we are praying right now. Lord, if there is any kind of problems, mental problems going on within their minds, Lord. Lord, the doubts that Satan keeps yelling at them, Lord, that they're not good enough. Lord, we are casting it out in the name of Jesus. Because those devils, those lies, that fear does not belong in the child of God. Lord, we are claiming it in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, that every man can feel a wildfire of Christ just come upon them. Lord, that they will feel that you are a consuming fire. Lord, that everything that they touch, people are going to know what's inside them. Lord, that they will know that God is inside of them. Lord, that they will know that they have a weapon. Lord, that they are light on a hill. Lord, that Satan cannot put out that light. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for strength upon every one of these men, Lord. Lord, that they can go through each and every day. Lord, that they might think about all the things going on, Lord. Lord, but they will just think it's like, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be able to get through this. In the name of Jesus, I've got another na- day. I've got another breath to praise the name of Jesus. Satan cannot put me on the ground because my Jesus reigns. He still sits on the throne today, yesterday, and forever. In the name of Jesus, is not any other name. It's the name above all other names. It is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, God Jehovah Jireh, my my God, his name is Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we're claiming this, that Jesus will just be able to fill our hearts. In the name of Jesus, that you will fill this room, that you will fill this unit, that you will fill the state of Arkansas, that we are praying for a revival to come down, Lord, that we can be a part of something great because my Jesus does not stop working. My Jesus is working every other day. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've got. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen.